Hey guys, what's happening? It's Sean back again. And today I'm joined by a very special guest. Um, it's my brother, Dean Lemon. Hello, mate. Hello, bro. How you doing? Yeah, good, good. How you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me on the podcast. That's all right. That's all right. To be here. Yeah, cheers for coming on. Cheers for coming on. So, um, yeah, this is like a whole new format for us. We're introducing a podcast to the, to the community, to a whole new audience. So am I one of the first guests you have? Yeah, yeah. But don't let... Your head's big enough already, so don't let it get to you. <laughs> here we go. I'm here. Hello, Soundcore. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Lawrence actually suggested it. I mean, because we've got such a cool, like, little backstory from yeah. the band, the social media, like, how we're amazing. At, we're pretty much amazing. We're pretty good. Anything we touch turns to gold. Football. Wicked. <laughs> Social media, wicked. Music, wicked. Everything. Yeah. No, we're just messing. <laughs> but we thought there's a cool, like, little backstory there. And then, especially now, like, we've kind of gone our separate ways a little bit. Like, we've always worked together. Now it's probably the first time we're not working together. And you've yeah. actually gone off and started your own. You've gone solo. You've gone solo I'm in solo. music. <laughs> solo in business. <laughs> yeah. So, all, all changed now. Years later, you, you're, you're heading, heading to China. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is crazy exciting. Can't wait to come out and visit you there once you've settled in as well. See you uh, talk Chinese as well. That's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. If I, yeah, if I can get there. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, it's need not to, great now, is it? Need to pick up, pick up the lessons a bit. But <laughs> how about, let's, let's take it back to the start. I, rec- I reckon I'll let you give the backstory of the band because I wasn't actually in the band from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. Was, you were, I was doing, you were, I was doing my you were when we got serious, I think. Then you, then you came in. Right, so I'll start. I'll start from I'll wait for it to get right. good, I think. <laughs> That's it, because we, we weren't good at the beginning. So to start things off with, so it was, uh, it was me, our other brother, Kieran, um, and like two of Kieran's friends from school, and we started this band, Room 94. Um, pretty much, I think, I think we kind of were influenced to do it, probably from when you were in your own band, Saving Amy. Even yeah. even older than that, Jesus, that's so old now. But we were probably like, just going, yeah, cool. We want to be in a band as well. Obviously, all of us listen to the same sort of music, like Blink, um, like everyone like that. I say Blink. I was going to list loads of names, but like Blink One Eight Two, All Time Low. Like they're the our main influences, I guess. Um, so then, I guess we just wanted to be in a band, do all that, kind of make all those videos, tour around the country, and just kind of have a have a bit of a laugh when you're like school kids. So I think then fast forward a couple of years, we were rubbish. We played a couple of gigs, like in local local venues and like pubs and things like that. Nothing was great. I mean, we just have everyone from school come down um, and it was a laugh. But then eventually, I think in, in around 2010 is when we kind of got good, maybe. <laughs> I think we kind of got good in 2010. Um, and then you joined the band as well. And um, then we got worse again, but then we got good again after that. And, um, <laughs> and then, then we just went on tour. We did, we did that tour back in, what, July 2010? Four, four or five dates. Our first like... Uh, Good, good size venue tour, I guess, and we did we did quite well off that. We sold sold out every show. Then, pretty much from 2010, I mean, what we were just touring every every year. Yeah. Every month. I think maybe September 2010 was the first time we went to Holland. And that Holland, was, yeah, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that was crazy actually. Then, then we came back from Holland, did another tour in December, and it was like, the, well, the, do you remember how cold was, it was? Yeah, well, I remember just, I slept, in, I slept in the front of the van the whole time. Well, in the van, it was freezing as well. I found photos the other day on my laptop where all of us were in like Parker coats, 
scarves, woolly hats, sitting in our van. There's no heating on in a van. I don't know if it was if it was because our dad, our dad drove. I don't know if it's because he didn't want to turn the heating on or if the heating was broken or what, or if he didn't like us. But it was freezing all the time in the van. So yeah, yeah. And the other um, thing for everyone listening as well, Dean. I can't remember. Dean, you was like what fifteen. Yeah, 15, 15 16. I think, yeah, so I just dropped. I didn't go to sixth form or college. I just went, I did my GCSE exams. And then I was like, nope, I'm going straight out on tour. I had some other things lined up. I had that, what? Do you remember I had that? Yeah, uh, you, the, college. Yeah, you, college you, you were a nerd. You were gonna yeah, be, I was, I was you a bit nerd. of a nerd. I was a bit of a nerd. But then I, I took uh, the, the other lifestyle. Have a rock star lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, the rock star lifestyle. No regrets, though. No regrets. No regrets whatsoever. I mean, because the thing is, as well, so I was going to go to computer college or wherever it was, um, but you can learn computer stuff anywhere. You don't need to go to like a college or a school. You can learn as you do. I mean, if you want to make a website, go learn and make a website. Just do it, search it on Google. I think that's what we did as the band went on and on. I think that's what we did anyway, because we've always had that DIY ethic of the, the band it started I think the band started off as we just wanted to play music and we were using it as yeah. an excuse we were getting to go to Holland Poland Spain yeah and just have a laugh Germany, and, and we were like getting to travel and go yeah. like, just party and be young but then I think as as we went well, it turns more serious naturally yeah, doesn't it it becomes it became, more like a full time job yeah it became our full time job and we had to we had to pick up business skills along the way yeah, I completely. I mean, that's that's what's led us to where you are now, where I am now. All of that because you're doing, because you you instantly become rather than just a musician who's making a couple of songs in their bedroom or their home at their parents' house. It does, like you said, turn into a business straight away. You have to go, okay, cool. I'm the talent. I'm this songwriter or this musician performer here. But then, when it gets to a point, you then have to go right. I'm also the manager. I'm the label. Right? You go. What's the purpose? What's the purpose of this? What's the purpose of that? And you start planning ahead, obviously, which is where we came in with the social media stuff. I mean, I think um, the social media was blowing up the exact same time the band was blowing yeah, up. That's well. how the band got big. Through yeah, social we were media. lucky. I mean, we were lucky in the way we were able to jump on. I, I, I remember I didn't even have a Twitter account. Yeah, and, and then you, and you couldn't even get. You haven't even got your own handle now. You're not even at Sean Lemon. You're at Bad nah, Man Sean. That guy's tried to sell it to me numerous <laughs> occasions. Not worth it though, is it? It's not worth it. Um, but, but no, social media, it was, especially, I remember that one of the key things back in the day with social media is when Twitter was more popular than it is now. It's obviously Twitter's rising again now, but back then when Twitter was booming, everyone was on it. I remember using that especially to get trending topics. But we used it know, to get on Radio get 1. To get on Radio 1. Um, it's how so, um, Kieran, our other brother, was, I think he, he tweeted out like a, a Polish chat up line. And that's yeah. what got us big in Poland that we were able to go tour there, play arenas over there. Why so you um, using those tools? Why don't you tell everyone the first time? We, well, it wasn't the first time. Maybe the second time we went no, to Poland. No, it was the second time. So the first time in Poland, we went out there. We had an email of some guys saying, yep, come out, come out to Poland um, and play these shows. We we're like, all right, we'll give it a go. Like we said, a bunch of kids trying to explore. And then the next time we came back after that one, obviously it was rubbish. It was like two people at the show um, and to probably our parents anyway. And we came back. Then after that... It's my year, birthday as well. Your bir- so every year we went to Poland. Yeah, fun fact. Every year we went to Poland, it was Sean's birthday. No matter what. We, for some <laughs> it reason, was the, it was uh, then. It's to do with the half term, I think. Yeah. Of the do, Polish the half term. kids. There was, there was a point it got really tiring. <laughs> the last time we went out there, I think you were really annoyed. Yeah. 
<laughs> but so we went out there, we played a rubbish show to like no one. And then the next time we went out there, because we did some stuff online first, me and Kieran did a cover of, I don't know, One Direction. One Direction. There's always One Direction. Yeah, they loved One Direction out there. Can't go um, wrong think, with that. I think they went out there, One Direction maybe went out there once when no one else was. So they become like megastars even more so, but in Poland especially. I'm convinced some, so, some people thought we were One Direction sometimes. I think so. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, who knows? So we went out there. The next time we went out there, because we did a few bits online, because Kieran posted these uh, Polish chat lines or whatever it was, when we went out there, there was... We were, I remember we were in arrivals, a baggage claim, baggage claim. Yeah, yeah. We were in baggage claim and we could hear all this like kerfuffle with this noise and we're going, that's weird. I swear someone just said We'd annoyed everyone on the flight as well. Yeah, we had some games on our phone, that, that app. If anyone remembers the game, Abe's, Abe's Odyssey, Odyssey, wasn't it? Abe's, Abe's Odyssey, Odyssey, yeah. We had this soundboard and kept just pressing buttons and everyone hated us on the flight. But again, we were like, you know what? We're going, we're going over to Poland to play to no one yet again, but let's just have a laugh. Because all the, all like the nights out, the food, everything was so cheap as well. So we didn't really care. We just thought, we're going on a lad's holiday. It's fine. But obviously, when we were in the baggage claim, I can't remember who said it. Everyone went, I think they just, I think I just heard a scream or someone chanting Room 94. We were going, no, no one knows us out here. It was, it, we just thought, no way. But then when we walked out, we knew. We, we felt something. As we're getting closer, we could hear a chant of Room 94. So I remember, I think you walked out first of all and just put your arms up like that. Like, yeah, like, I, did the, I did the David Beckham. I was, yeah. I was walking out as if like it was normal. Yeah. And it, it was and honestly, honestly, there was hundreds of people. I'd, and I'd say that there. minimum 300, 300 people, 300, scre- let's, let's just put it out there, 300 minimum screaming girls as well. They weren't loads of like just, I don't know. They weren't just standing staring girls. at They weren't us. just standing there. They were... They were screaming. They were trying to grab you. They were trying to get you to sign stuff. This and was in we the phase where we were all knocking around wearing skinny jeans and just vests. Skinny <laughs> jeans and vests because the flight was hot and everything. So we looked very, I don't know, we didn't look like your typical famous person arriving at an airport. We weren't famous anyway, but normally if there's a crowd of people waiting, they're going to be coming out wearing designer labels, things like that. We weren't. I think I was wearing a ripped up vest. We were the ones coming off the flight when people were still shaking their heads at us. Yeah, so it, it, it was crazy. Yeah. But I remember it, it, was, it was hilarious after because we saw a few different videos and things like that. And the army literally escorted us to our car. When I say our car, I'm not saying like we went off in this amazing, like incredible Hummer or BMW or something like that. It looked we like the A-team off, van. Yeah, in an A-team van. It, I don't think there was seatbelts in it or anything like that. It, every time we went to Poland, we, because... <laughs> I don't know. We just had rubbish cars and taxis take us everywhere. <laughs> but the, the, like, it, it just looked I, funny. It's because it, we, were, we were running everything ourselves. So we, every business deal or anything, we were like, we try and do it cheap. Try and do it on the cheap. You've got to be yeah. clever. You can't be splashing out money getting expensive tour buses in Poland. You have to so do we wouldn't go for Sometimes we wouldn't go for the cheapest of the cheap. We'd go the one above that. And then the one above that would still be the A-team van with no seatbelts. Yeah. With a driver yeah. that will cut across. Rubbish. Do you remember when he cut, cut across, across the... Like, dual carriageway. <laughs> it would just go across the highway. It'd be crazy. But, I mean, crazy times. I mean... <laughs> when someone's suitcase fell out the back. <laughs> the whole time that was happening, we were always evolving with like all the social medias. And... Yeah, well, you need to be. I think, in, I think that one of, the, one of the main things now, which still a lot of musicians or traditional record labels or agencies do not understand is just how powerful social media is. If you do it the right way, if you take time, if you try things a bit differently, it'll, it'll pay off. I mean, there Look are still... Old Town Roads. 
Old Town Road, yeah. I mean, and TikTok now, I read, I actually saw a really good quote from a TikTok star earlier. I think her name is Holly, Holly H. And she was in Music Week, which is crazy anyway for a TikToker, not a musician or a label or anyone like that, to be in Music Week with this really popular industry magazine. And I saw a quote by her that said, it's, it's not the charts decide what's popular on TikTok. It's TikTok decide what's popular in the charts. And it just, that kind of just says it all, really. I mean, it just shows exactly. you how powerful social media is, whether it's TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, anything. I mean, if you use social media right and do things a certain way or don't do things a certain way, then things can really take off. And yeah, I mean, you can make a career out of it, a music career, you can make a, any, any type of career, to be honest. It's so powerful and it's such a new way to reach your target demographic. If you're a, like, a brand like Anchor and Soundcore, you can use social media to reach all of those people, all these potential customers. It's definitely become saturated, I think. Social media. Because, so I think when we were first doing the band, we were, because we were of a certain level, I remember we would do it, we were working with, we, we worked with quite a few brands and that was when being an influencer was quite, yeah, well, I, think that was seen as quite I think that was seen as quite like a leap, maybe. Yeah. Not yeah, everyone yeah, not can now, do it. Though. But now... I've, I no. feel like I think the word influencer is 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 rubbish now, to be honest. And I think a lot a lot of the time, these influencer people look to if they've got a million followers or ten million followers. I mean, it doesn't really hold as much weight as it used to. I think that a lot of time now, it's micro influencers, those people with five thousand followers, twenty thousand followers. But you go, you know what? The return of investment if you do uh, a deal with them, or if you just work with them, or whatever it is. Is huge. The return of investment is absolutely huge because they've it's, actually got a loyal fan they've base. They've still got that association cares. with their fans. And I guess yeah. that's what we managed to keep with the band is we were, we always used to laugh and be like, oh, we're the, 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 like the rock, the people's champ. Yeah. And stuff. yeah. Because I, I remember we used to stay outside after, we play in Coco in London, mm. which is like a few thousand people coming to watch. Yeah. But uh, yet, you normally go see a band, you pay for your ticket, you watch them on stage and that's that. And that's then the it. band are yeah. off at the after party. We were standing out in the cold for ages. I remember we'd get ill. We'd stand outside meeting people for ages and you and you get a cold in front of that, which is obviously what you don't want on tour. But I think it's, yeah, I think when you have that relationship with your followers or fan base or whatever, it, it's super powerful. And it means, yeah, it means you're very influential in the, in the right way. Yeah, I agree. Well, you you know, I agree. Like jumping forward, so like we obviously did the band and everything, and then yeah. while we were doing the band, I think I think it was you who came up with the idea of starting um, music life. So yeah, music life. Talk I everyone. Mean, that, what a journey, music life. So pretty much, so we worked with we worked with a company a while back, back in the band days, as an influence. Funny enough, um, and then I was doing some other few. I've doing a few other bits with them to do like one of their student brands, and then I was sitting there going, you know what, this is so not me. I'm like, I'm helping them out with some student stuff, but I'm not a student. I dropped out of school, like I said. So I then went, you know what? I'm going to make this music brand, um, made Music Life, posted a couple of videos. In the first two days, I think, I posted a video of Michael Bublé where he gets some... Um, do you remember the video where he gets yeah, the, fan, on he the fan on stage? Yeah, and the, and the kid's incredible. So I posted that video. The next day, I think it had 100,000 views or 200,000. And then Music Life went up 10,000, then 50,000 overnight. So I was like, you know what? This is it. Full steam ahead with music life. Obviously got Kieran involved, got you involved quite early on as well. We got, we did, we pretty much just went from there and it was just growing and growing. I think 2018, 2019 is where. I think it was a, it was a good example of taking what we've been doing in the band 
because the band was our business and we, we'd been through yeah. some good business deals, bad business deals, and we'd learned a lot. So starting the, the Facebook page, especially when I joined, it was taking everything we'd learned, building a whole new business out of it, a company. Yeah. And Completely. then also we still managed to, we were making parody songs that were going viral yeah, I, online. Yeah, I think there's like different, with, with like a brand, when you make a new brand like that, whether it's a music brand or whatever it is, you need to, for us, the reason in my head now, why, why Music Life worked was because the people running it were musicians and the message behind the whole brand, obviously, like for musicians, like creating a platform for talent and untied musicians or whoever it may be to have their voice heard, right? So all of that is believable from the consumer, from the audience or whatever, because the people running it have done that and they've got the experience and they're pushing that message forward and they know what they're on about. I mean, I can't make a, a page called Science Life. I know nothing about science. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that's straight from the off. It's, it's real. Do you know that's, what I mean? That's what, we're, that's what we're doing with this whole new community refresh. We're, we're bringing a spotlight mm. since I've joined, especially shining that spotlight on the grassroots musicians bringing the live stream concerts to life. And it's authentic to the brand as well. Cause you're because behind it's... the brand running it as well with all the rest of the guys. So it's authentic and real and it, yeah. and it works. And I mean, the stuff you already did a few weeks back was quality. Yeah. I mean, with all the exciting things, I think you're going to be doing a live stream. You're going to be doing a performance for us over the next few weeks. I can do a magic show. <laughs> if you did a magic show, that would be amazing. If there's any magicians that want to get involved, then... Shout out grassroots magicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe I'll run that by the guys. Hey, I'm thinking we change the whole section on the website. Get rid of music. It doesn't align. Let's go magicians. Yeah, Grass, grassroots magicians. But I, th- I think with brands and stuff, as long as like the people working it are, are real and the whole, the point of the brand and like the brand messaging, like the tone or whatever it is, all aligns with, with the whole package. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're like... Like I said, the science life was a, was a, is a perfect example. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It wouldn't work. Um, so, so now, again, jump, what are you doing now? I know what you're doing, but for people listening... I'm doing a lot now. I'll tell you what. So, so we left Music Life. Um, kind of with Music Life, got to the point now where maybe the group we were working with around us, like the team around us, obviously it was me, you, Kira, and our brother and our friend Michael, we all... We just like grew into team. a different beast, didn't it? And Yeah, I think, and it's kind of just like everyone's kind of mindset changes and like the, where, where other people or other people that kind of made decisions with the brand as well, wanted to go see it somewhere else and we didn't really feel aligned with it again. It, it didn't seem right to us. So obviously I left, you left, everyone, we all left pretty much. But now, so from that, I've moved on now, kind of doing the same thing, but kind of... Well, making my own, making my own agency, I guess, my own social media agency, and on the side as well, obviously doing my own solo music stuff with my my persona, Afterboy. So, so how different is it? How different is it? Start. So we we obviously started the band te- way over ten years ago. Yeah, and with all the success we had, I mean, we did. So I did this in the other one. We had three top 40s in the UK. We had a top 20 yeah. in Poland. Well, a couple of top 20s there. Crazy. Won awards. Yeah. yeah. Traveled and stuff. That. How do you see this, this new project going? Because it's such a... Like we said... The music the, project. Yeah, this different... Yeah. Yeah, I think... Because we I had it in such a different so climate, different. like we spoke about. Yeah. I think, I think now it's really... For me now, after obviously having all that success with Rimlock 4 and having success elsewhere with social media, I think now with, with Afterboy and the whole music project, it, 
it's more enjoyable now because I'm not seeing it as, as kind of going back to the beginning. When we first started Room 94, it's just fun. You want to go out and have fun. You want to make, yeah. make songs, record songs and tour, do whatever it is. And then it obviously got more serious with the business stuff. And then naturally, when there's more business stuff involved, more money involved. things It loses its way a right. bit, doesn't it? It loses its way. You, you lose kind of interest in it. It's not as fun anymore. And it's not the same reasons why you're doing the band. So now with this new project, I'm good. I've got my, I've got my social media business going on. So I'm, I'm good there. I make a living from that. Now with the Afterboy stuff, my new music, it's kind of just gone straight back to the beginning. So I'm making music for fun. Um, I'm building up a new project. It's not, it's not, it, it's serious for me, but it's not serious in the way where I'm putting all my eggs in that basket. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, I'm back at the beginning. I'm making songs that I absolutely love. Well, I think, um, I think the music, well. I think when, when you're doing it for fun, that radiates to the, to the listener. I yeah, think it's very sure. obvious when someone, for example, I don't know, I could hear a song on TikTok that's massive and then go, you know what? I'm going to go in my studio now and quickly just do a song exactly the same. Yeah, that's it. Just try yeah. and cash in on it. And I think well, I could have done it now with the afterwards stuff. I could have went, you know what? I know a successful Room 94. Let me literally copy Room 94 and do a song like that. Or let me go, like you said, copy this TikTok song and put it out. But it's not real. Again, authenticity and the realness. Do you know what I mean? You it, couldn't have copied like said, Room 94. <laughs> I would copy the drum beat. Their drum was good. I mean, no, I think the Half Boy stuff, though, it's a lot of fun. And you know what? It's it, it, more recently. So I've just released a new song, After Boy. Um, it's called Bad Dreams, um, featuring my wife as well, which is pretty crazy. Um, and you know what? It's, it's going really well. So it's been out a few days now. Um, it's been added to Spotify editorial playlist, which is handpicked by the people at Spotify, which I've never had with any, any sort of music we've done before. We never had it with Room 94. Yeah, Again, I mean, that's, a, before the time, but. that's probably, I don't think anyone knows the answers and what goes on behind the scenes. No, so for that to happen means that I ju- it just feels good because it's to be, to be in that it's position, I mean, not crazy. And stuff, yeah. so it's a, good, it's a good sign that people are listening, I guess. Yeah, well. and actually engaging with the song as well. I mean, it's getting, like, all the music's getting thousands of saves as well. Like, people actually, da- like, downloading it, saving it to the offline playlist and stuff like that. So that's, that's crazy cool. So for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just thankful that one, I'm enjoying doing it. I'm having a great time. And two, if anyone that finds it magically on an algorithm or a playlist or on Instagram that if they enjoy it, great. If they don't, doesn't, doesn't bother me. But obviously, I'm not going to sit and pretend I don't want it to be successful. I don't want it to get bigger or grow. Obviously, I'd love that. And then you'll go out and tour with me as well. We'll go do all this stuff. It'll be Room 94 Part 2, but it won't be Room 94. <laughs> I, I might not be able to come on to I might be sitting here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing. But do you know what I mean? If, yeah. if, it, if it takes off, then it's incredible. I obviously want it to get more and more plays and things like that. But right now, it's just fun to do. Fun, fun to do. And we'll see, see what happens with it. <laughs> but what, what advice would you give for people listening? Like what, what, what are your like, key tips to try and make it in today's... In music. music in music, world. but also maybe for those like aspiring, like people that have got interest in getting into social media and that whole world. Do you know what? I think, I think the main thing what I've learned over the years, right, is, is almost don't, don't chase the, the idea of money or don't chase the idea of, oh, this person's doing that thing. That's obviously, oh, I can do that. That's easy. I think don't do that. I think if you've really, really got a passion to, to be a mag- magician, to be a musician or whatever it is, then then naturally do it. And then once it turns into something, it turns into it. But the main thing, the main thing, it sounds cheesy, but it's happiness. If it makes you happy, do it. If it doesn't, don't do it. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it yeah. is. 
It and sounds then, like you want to be a magician. You said it. I, I kind of want to. Be, I kind of do want to be a magician more so than a musician. But no, honestly, I think it's um, if you're passionate about something, do it. Obviously, like you, you need to be careful with it as well. You can't. I, I don't like when people pretend that. Just do that. Only that forever. Because again, it's not. You, you can't. You it's not as easy. I've, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's not. I Being think a magi- we, if I if I want to be a magician now an actual magician I'm out there pulling rabbits out of hats or whatever whatever it is or disappearing David Blaine in <laughs> and then I need to pay I need to pay my mortgage so I need to pay my bills and that ain't going to pay it straight away so maybe it will turn into something more serious I mean we had some hard times in the band I mean, I was I worked in Domino's Pizza I worked, worked in Domino's yeah no, I remember we came off we came off doing a huge I, I came off an arena tour once and was was working in making pizzas the next day yeah, so it's like you I mean, go from the high of playing to like what 14,000, 15,000 people to then having someone shout at you on the phone about yeah. a cold pizza and you're like So that's the thing, oh. yeah. You can't you can't just all of a sudden go for it. I mean, some people in situations where maybe they, they can if maybe if you're living at home, if you're young, you can focus more on it. But I mean, you just do it for the love of doing it. And then once it turns into something and if you and hard work as well, I mean hard work is it if you're writing a song every day, great. Write a song every I think day. You got to keep good people around you as well. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And you, you know keep, what? I think we were we were blessed because it was me, you, and Kieran, and yeah, we're, we're brothers. So we we're, we're brothers, I mean, but we had people around us all the time. That yeah, when the success is very there, close, there, it's not. We had a very close knit circle because I, I mean, that's a you could do another podcast on the snakes and the dangers. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? Music industry is hard. Social media industry. It's hard as well, but... It, I think they're very online. similar. I think they're, they're very, very, very similar. similar. All right, so top three, top three memories of being in a band, good or bad. Um, no, top, that doesn't even make sense, good or bad. Top three memories. Yeah, Top three memories. Um, it's a hard question, but I may, maybe I would say... There was, there was a moment on our, on our biggest ever headline show in London at Coco where we were playing our slow song, Ignorance is Bliss, and all the, all the lights were off in the whole venue and it was just people's phone lights on. I always remember that. I remember the feeling of that. That was insane. Um, second time, oh, I don't know. Sec- second good memory, obviously, I guess when we charted the first album, that was cool. Yeah, that was quality. We, I remember cool. sitting in the back of the car and we were tracking the sales every single yeah. day. We were like, I mean, 18 everyone listening, in the weeks. That's a crazy. That doesn't happen anymore, actually. Because no one buys really, physical albums. No one buys physical <laughs> CDs. So we we were actually driving around the whole of the UK. Um, was it like? What, had they changed their days yet? When was the chart happening? Thursdays or Fridays? I think it was. Um, I think it was Fridays. We're doing it like was, Friday to Friday. And now we, it's different now. It's yeah, we had to do, we're doing two HMV stores a day, yeah. and. Meeting, meeting fans like sometimes people. It was knackering to be honest. Yeah, and we were going to places that you normally wouldn't go to as well. Anywhere there's a HMV, we were there. And to be honest, and as well, a lot of people will sit down. A lot of bands and artists back in the day. I don't think they still do now. Maybe they do. They'll have a rule where they just sit down and sign an album or sit down and sign a poster. We'd stand up. We'd have no table. We'd be standing up, hugging people, saying hello. We'd be signing stuff. We'd be talking, actually hanging out, saying thank you for coming out and buying an album. So again, that's where we were maybe a bit different than a lot of bands or artists. And I know a lot of people are like that anyway, but... Yeah, yeah. I think, I think you're right because I think there was the... Um, we were... I think we were 
we were big. I think we were a big band, but in some people's eyes, we were like super big. Like to them, we were famous, but to yeah. us ourselves, we were still acting like we were still the local. We were just band. messing around. We were the we like were yeah, we were the, like around. the local band of the area. So we we were like, why is there a table here? Why is there security? Let them let them come and speak to us. Let yeah them. yeah. That's it. I think that worked in our favor massively, especially with the albums. Yeah, that definitely. was yeah. That's a, that's that's probably that's in my top three. When we then a third one. memory, I think third memory will be when we did when we did our first support show with uh, Lawson in Manchester. And the moment I'm thinking of is when we were just behind the curtain, and it was just me using uh, Click Track for the first time. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the Superstar intro came on. And then we were straight out there. And that moment when we all, we all, we all well nervous, I remember, because it was our first ever big support show. It was one of the biggest nights on tour on that tour. It was, what, 4,000 people two, in Manchester? Yeah, it was two nights as well. Two wasn't nights. It? And I remember going, that moment walking on stage, we were all backstage. I remember dad saying, be the best you can be. <laughs> the classic dad line. And yeah, I remember that. That's the third memory. Just because that was like the start of that whole year, which was just huge for us. Absolutely huge. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, cheers, cheers for coming on and, and giving a little insight, insight to Behind the Music, really, um, for yeah. everyone listening. Behind the um, Music. So, yeah, and good luck with the um, new business venture. Yeah. Which is, uh, that's exciting times. I know you've got some exciting projects coming up, so that'll very be good. And then... Um, we'll be out in the public eye very soon. And then looking forward to uh, your live stream performance. you got coming up for the community. Yeah. I mean, and I'm on, I'm on the Soundcore community as well. Yeah. So yeah. I, feel free to I drop me a message. You're just lurking around at the minute. I'm, I'm waiting for you to make your big, your big entrance. <laughs> oh, you know, I'll, I'll do a post and stuff when, when the live stream's announced and I'll be on. Um, but yeah, you can search me on there. I'm Afterboy on the, on the Sound, Soundcore Collective, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Soundcore Collective. There you go. I need Sounds to like SoundCloud. you do some more lurk, lurking on there. Get the name right. <laughs> there you go cheers for listening everyone and um, as always give us some feedback some comments let us know who else you want to hear some more stories and yeah speak to you soon cheers Dean see ya later everyone